Cade Mila Falta. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world. Falta Stock and welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, series 2, episode 9. In the show, we like to visit the places of our Irish ancestors and bring their stories to life. Before we start, do remember any resources or references that we mention in the episode, you can find those in the show notes at a letterfromireland.com forward slash 209. Well, folks, today we have a full house. We have Mike Collins here sitting beside me. Oh. <laughs> um, who's author of the Weekly Letter from Ireland and founder of The Green Room. And our girl Friday beside him, Courtney. Now, Courtney Hello. Bain is our moderator. You're very welcome, Courtney, to the show. Thanks for having me. And both Mike and Courtney are here to help me with this a special problem. Now, it is about deoxyribonucleic acid. What's that, you ask? Well, <laughs> it's our genetic code, or as we say, about our DNA. So today's show is all about DNA, folks. And we'd like to maybe tease a little bit about why people would actually start to take DNA tests, Mike. I know over the last while they've become reasonably priced, so mm. they've become very attractive for people and a lot of people have taken up on these tests. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So why do you think people take their DNA test? Um, okay, well, first of all, it's a fact that a lot of people are taking a DNA test. And as to why people generally are, well, I think it's a combination of cost in the first place and the top-line promise of what DNA tests will give you. So on the one hand, if you're just vaguely interested in family history or indeed where you came from, mm -hmm. it has the promise of an ethnic mix, if that's mm -hmm. of matter to you. Yes. Um, on the other hand, if you're kind of more family uh, tree, family a uh, family history researcher, you're probably more interested in, well, I have a brick wall, mm -hmm. so therefore, you know, can this help me with it, so to speak, or can I connect with other researchers with similar ancestors? Great. So the why, um, yeah. Well, you know, um, the three of us here, we've taken our DNA tests mm -hmm. and all will be revealed later, <laughs> uh, our ethnic mixes. So keep on listening. Uh, DNA, a DNA test, you took yours as well there, Courtney, didn't yes. you? And wh why did you, what attracted you to knowing about your DNA? Sure. So for me, it wasn't really about the ethnic mix. Um, it really was about brick walls. I had just gotten to a certain point with my research where I wasn't getting any further. There was no paper trail and I was hoping that some mm. matches might provide some answers. So as Mike said there, you were one of those people who yeah. was attracted for your ancestry research, really. Definitely. Yeah. And um, Mike, you also took your DNA test, didn't you, a while back? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I kind of took mine, first of all, it was what's called a Y-DNA test about five years ago um, because I was male and I could, mm -hmm. but more importantly, because I actually was running the uh, Green Room Forum. Yeah. I thought I'd better be in on so many action as well, yeah. seeing as this thing's been talked about so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, subsequently, I took also a different uh, type of DNA test So as well. there are three types, I think, ma three main types. Am I right there? I'm three main very types, new yeah. to the DNA field, but there are yeah. three main types. There's the Y DNA, which you mentioned there. Um, could, could I just say yes. one little thing about kind of new and expertise and so on? If you come across somebody who presents themselves as an expert in this field, run a mile because it's just still only evolving. It's a broad framework mm -hmm. and it's full of a lot of people with very, very detailed explanations for everything. 
And honestly, sometimes they're just looking for solutions to kind of problems that are, you know, they're difficult to connect sometimes. So what I'm kind of getting at is mm -hmm. I'm suggesting that I'm no expert by any means. And a lot of the people I know actually aren't any experts. However, we all learn from each other. You know, mm -hmm. we learn an awful lot through this. Now you're right. asking about different types, is it? Yes, I yeah. think there are. Well, from what from <clears throat> what I've read, there are there three different types. The yeah. Y DNA that you mentioned that you yourself did because it's the male chromosome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I I mean basically to kind of summarize at a real top level, you have those three different types. And when DNA testing started off for ancestry purposes, the commercial companies started to sell both Y DNA testing. That's the letter Y, by the way, not W H Y. Um, they also started to sell something called um, mitochondrial yeah, DNA <laughs> testing, thank you. And they also started to sell autosomal mm -hmm. DNA testing. Now, here's the thing, though, because I use the word commercial companies. Oh, yes. And they're in business to make money, as you might expect. So therefore, and believe it or not, as you can see from the uh, three of us here, uh -huh. um, the majority of people who put their hands in their pockets, I think, to actually spend money in this sort of thing are females. Mm -hmm. They cannot actually test it directly themselves with Y-DNA. So therefore, they're with autosomal or mitochondrial. Yeah. And basically what's after happening now is the ethnic mix um, that you see actually advertised around the place, type of DNA testing for both Ancestry.com, MyHeritage and so on, mm -hmm. tends to be almost exclusively uh, autosomal or kind of almost fully that. So autosomal DNA testing is not really called that anymore. It's just called DNA testing. Okay, so, okay. That gives you so that's that's the more popular that's one. The then more it's popular, testing yeah. the female line and uh, no, both lines. Both yes. lines. Oh, yeah. so they do both the male and the female correct. lines. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fabulous. And only men can do Y. So. And the men for the Y chromosome have only the Y chromosome. However, just think about it for a second, because the Y DNA, because it's male only, typically follows in our uh, patrilineal society. Uh, the surname and follows the surname back. Mm -hmm. So that's the actual usefulness, if you like, of the actual uh, Y-DNA testing uh, for surname studies Excellent. that might locate in certain mm -hmm. places mm -hmm. okay. uh, for adoption type purposes, you know, yeah. or indeed kind of looking for kind of a missing link in your family tree or trying to kind of break down, um, let's say, a question mark you might have because of a non-paternal event and so yeah. on. Yeah, okay. it's incredible that it, it actually just goes back that far. Yeah, in theory, it does anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, thanks yeah. for that, Mike. And um, I know you said earlier uh, that it was being part of the green room that yeah. uh, enticed you into the DNA. And because of that, you know, over the last four years, you've made some observations among members of the green room that have had the DNA testing. Yeah. So, so can you share some of those? Uh, yeah, maybe just to kind of cast our minds back a bit, because yeah. back in uh, 2015. Uh, we said, okay, well, how useful is DNA testing for specifically Irish ancestral studies, you know? Mm -hmm, because, mm -hmm. you know, there's a few complications, if you like, that might be quite unique compared to some other places. And uh, what we decided to do was pull together a number of members, uh, purchase the test on their behalf, get their stories, and just start to mm -hmm. kind of see what we can actually evolve out of that. Now, that went off in a few different directions, and we'll probably kind of bring it back into kind of a, a more central line fairly shortly. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. But from the whole study, we did actually come up with a number of conclusions. That's right. Uh, which in some ways, they're a bit obvious, some of them. And some of them are a bit kind of, um, I suppose, surprising um, that they have to be stated. But what we, do you want me to go through a couple of them? Yes, I, I think there's some interesting ones there. Uh, yeah. It starts off with uh, use the records, that well, one of the observations yeah. that you made. 
uh, from this uh, test. So can you tell us a little bit about why you state that? Well, why yeah. you stated that? Well, we actually had one one particular person um, who actually wanted to use DNA to establish a connection to an unknown place in Ireland for, in this case, the Sullivan ancestors. But it actually turned out, we actually discovered that through the records anyway. Mm-hmm. So an awful lot of people sometimes put too much faith in DNA testing mm-hmm. as being a means of actually providing connection. And of course, it can be indirectly because you get access to other researchers that might be looking at the same name and people. But generally speaking, using the records as a first port of call is the good. or in combination is a pretty good one. And some people don't even think of that, which was quite surprising. So there's a, good, there's a good tip that anyway, one, is, yeah. is yeah. basically exhaust the records first. And and then you yeah. may be moving on. The DNA is kind of the icing on the cake, but you have to make the cake first. Do the yeah. legwork first. Yeah. Hit your okay. brick wall. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, I suppose the other thing just to kind of say, um, I know you're going to talk about ethnic mix as well, but it's a, a very, very moving target because it's what's been pushed and sold, I suppose, at the top level to get your DNA tested in the first place. You know, yes. what are you? Where do you come from? We all want to know the answer to that. And this is something as an American, I'll chime in, um, that I don't think is as common in Ireland, no. No. Uh, is wanting to know where you're no. from. Because um, in America, we're such a mix, a lot of us. So Are you Courtney? <laughs> as that it turns out, I'm not. More. <laughs> but um, as I know, as... I'm not a... We'll, <laughs> keep, we'll keep that for later. <laughs> I, it's, it's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of you out there are more of a mixture. I'll put of it that course, way. everybody else, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so the fact is, just kind of think this through, because it's kind of obvious when you do, that the ethnic mix is actually simply made out of the, the database that the commercial company it says mm-hmm. itself has. So, you know, you get yourself tested with different companies, you're going to come up with different ethnic mixes, mm-hmm. but even then it's actually skewed to the people who actually test take, in the first place. Yeah. Take the test. And that's another conclusion we had, which mm-hmm. is most people on the island of Ireland, for example, do not test because we, they, typically have more than enough cousins already. Yeah. And I, I'll have to chime in there and <laughs> yeah. say that I would be one of those people. So when Mike suggested that I take the test there recently, recently, and I'm in the green room. <laughs> Are you questioning my purity? co-founder of the green room. <laughs> and I've only just about got the test results back there two weeks ago. Um, there was no, there's no curiosity much on the part of an Irish person because we can actually, yeah. I can visit my great grandparents uh, where they lived. Um, I've got 30, great, 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 great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. even uh, I have 36 first cousins. <laughs> um, and so I guess it might be difficult for people right. who are outside Ireland, like you're saying, Courtney, to imagine that, you know, do we need another second or third cousin or, you know, because here in Ireland, I think we get a bit uh, smog, I think, perhaps, and we're quite happy with the setup and the status quo. It leads well, to a problem. Your life is yeah. Yeah. It's full. So it, but it leads yeah. to a problem, as you say, with the mix then that people are testing against. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but, you know, it, it kind of shows up as well, the promises of the testing companies. Primarily, it's the ethnic mix promise. Mm. Yes. And again, yes. most people who feel their families have been in a place for, let's say, hundreds of thousands of years aren't really drawn, as you say, curiosity wise, that question. Yes. And on the other hand, let's say the actual kind of, I suppose, kind of the hardcore researchers who want to kind of go at their brick walls, we don't really have as many researchers here in mm-hmm. Ireland. You do, but it's more very, very niche type situation, you know, compared mm-hmm. to overseas. So that's a, a unique part, really, of the Green Room, Mike, that you you set up is that we are Irish in Ireland and yeah. providing that service. Yeah, that's kind of strange. You've right? answered, the, you've answered <laughs> the problem there already. We go home now. Thanks for that. Um, okay. Uh,
and uh, just moving on and Courtney I'd like to put this question to you if I may how, how useful have you found the DNA testing for Irish research ancestry research purposes it's actually been a game changer for our tree and it's it's knocked down brick walls on all four trees I oh. would say uh, as far as all four grandparents so I can't speak highly enough about it so you definitely advise it if people I have do. run up against the brick walls, they've yes. done the research, and then they just cannot get that other step further. You found it very beneficial. Yes. Yeah. Can, can I ask a question there? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, in terms, Courtney, of uh, the, how it was useful, mm -hmm. well, you don't have to be specific if you don't wish, sure. but, you know, what did it do? Did it connect you with some extra information or some research? Or, or? It, um, it connected with proper names. Um, we had surname questions. And um, we had some people that had changed their name for what reason, we're not sure. And so that kind of, that was one branch. We had a branch that had lost touch with each other. And now we've discovered them in Australia, which has been really exciting. Oh, um, fantastic. So, so it, it doesn't necessarily help us going back. It also helped us going forward. Um, and, and was that, when you say surnames, was that particular type of tests, was it yourself got tested or other people? Or? So I was really lucky that I had both of my parents. Uh, my father had done his before he had passed away and my mother had done hers. And they each had cousins who had done theirs. Uh, oh, lucky. So that's so very a, lucky. A net of people. Because then you can, you can run their kits against... You can When you get these matches, you'll get a... You know, everyone knows from Jedmatch, all of a mm. sudden you have... 2,000 matches and you think all right well there's no common names whose side is this I could run it against my mother and I could run it against my father all of a sudden I've halved it you know okay I know this is my paternal line I know this is okay is it my mother's father or is it my mother's mother okay let's run it against this cousin so it, you can kind of the more family members that you can get on board with it the better and if you can get a wide DNA test obviously as well it's you get more information right now, now you mentioned jet match yes there as well. I was just going to ask you about Sorry, that Creed. Mike Off you tell go. us a little bit oh, about I, <laughs> I was going to ask Cordy the same thing yeah so okay well my, my understanding stop me if I'm wrong here is mm -hmm. that when you take a commercial test you're kind of inside the realms or the boundaries of that commercial testers database right. Now, you may have another family member who took a test with another database. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, of course, they may not have kind of useful tools for checking overlaps and so on. So there's this wonderful free service where you can upload yeah. a lot of your DNA test results into kind of a common format, uploaded something called Jedmatch mm -hmm. and cross-compare. Would that be about right? Yeah, it's a great uh, site because yes. it has no commercial agenda, like you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's literally just a big database and you can match away. I, I think that has been very, very helpful because, as you're saying, I, many different family members did different services. You know, some did my heritage, my, you know, some did ancestry, 23andMe. So and those are the different services because we haven't actually mentioned them. Right. So, what are the different services that you've come across, uh, Courtney? They have pluses and minuses. You know, some um, we were just talking about it was family tree DNA that yeah. um, you or can, FT DNA FT sometimes DNA is called as well. Yeah, is great because you can do a surname search where you can put in which surname and, you, and you'll get a whole list of people yeah. who also share that surname. So, by the way, they're, they're mm -hmm. typically famous for their Y-DNA testing, which is yes. their, bi their big strength. Yep, yep. yep. Okay. And then, like, Ancestry, a lot of people have attached their trees to, whereas some of the other ones, people haven't really done their trees. 
Okay. Um, so you get this match, and they haven't filled in any information, yeah. so you're kind of like, okay. I've, I've heard uh, the 23 and Me being referred to when people are doing maybe medical yes. uh, research, or they, yeah. they want to check that out. I think that's the big motivating factor for that test. Yeah, yeah. and by the way, what happened there is a few years back, they were forbidden from doing medical DNA testing, or rather resulting, in the USA, so therefore they had to shift sideways into Ancestry, oh, pronto, okay. grow their database in there. But when the actual, um, I suppose, kind of the, the medical kind of go-ahead came through mm -hmm. in the US, they shifted really kind of full square back into medical testing, 23andMe. So, um, yeah, that's the, that's their big thing is actually you're, you know, testing for kind of what runs in your family, what's likely to happen to yourself and so on and so forth, which we mm -hmm. all, all want to know, of course. Yes, yes. And um, another group uh, I know, because that's the one I did my test yeah. with, was my heritage. So well, yeah, we started off in Israel, another very big mm -hmm. uh, diaspora-based kind of group as well, yeah. Oh, okay. so, just kind of a comment on those, because Courtney pointed out something really important, which is that each one of these testing, uh, I suppose, entities, mm. although they kind of tend to look like they're competing in price nowadays, mm -hmm. they do bring different strengths to the table. Yeah. And in fact, some people just go test with all of them and some of them start trees with all of them if it's possible. Okay. But one of the things I do notice about GEDmatch, the nice thing, is that because the commercial razzmatazz is gone from inside GEDmatch and they're not trying to kind of dazzle you with ethnic mixes mm -hmm. or upsells and new tests and kits and so on, mm -hmm. you can just focus on the results Cross comparisons, mm -hmm. tools, mm -hmm. and so on. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so GEDmatch, GEDmatch is getting very yeah. strong. Yeah, yeah, the one on one yeah. comparison, the one of many, the, there's so many different features in there. And yeah. I know that in the green room, we advise people to, um, you know, connect with the GEDmatch with their ancestors. Yeah, tree. upload GEDmatch, absolutely. Yeah. Their GEDmatch kit number, it's called, mm -hmm. for yeah. cross comparisons. Yeah. And now that I have my own ancestry results, I am <laughs> going to have to. Karina, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have you to have do that. You have an ancestor. <laughs> <laughs> do that. Um, so the current state of Ancestry DNA testing, uh, where do you think it's going into the future, Mike? That's a nice oh, question. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a really, really good question, Karina, because, you know, the fact is uh, what was promised originally is becoming a reality, I think, mm -hmm. in terms of the, the, the actual databases are becoming large enough to give meaningful results. Mm -hmm. um, so just for example, we were looking at my ethnicity breakdown yes. inside when I did my testing with Ancestry.com DNA, and uh, they were breaking things down to the Munster and Connacht regions of Ireland, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as opposed to by comparison, you know, England, Scotland, Wales, yeah. and so on. Some of our results, so, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you, that's just ethnicity on the one hand. But then on the other hand, of course, is the power of connecting that with existing trees, existing mm -hmm. researchers, and so on. And, uh, you know, I, I think I, I the nice thing is once you get your DNA test done once, you can kind of upgrade it to kind of different levels um, as the technology improves and grows and so on. It's still in the mix, so to speak. You don't have to get retested two years time or a year's time okay, and so your on. Your DNA doesn't change. Your DNA is there. Yes. Exactly. Yes. It's like scraping the dinosaur's backbone so yes, to speak it's still there. i don't know if you can do that but you know that's kind of why <laughs> yeah, it's still there yeah. and it's still doing its thing yeah. so that i think in the future it's just it's changed already in the last few years substantially in my opinion but mostly on the basis that it's now beginning to deliver on its initial promise mm -hmm. and that there's enough people in there to actually connect with and give meaningful kind of start to give meaningful ethnicity mixed results so it's mm -hmm. becoming it's becoming more meaningful really and more related yeah, to reality yeah. 
Um, yeah. I'm just going to maybe move because I did promise our listeners that we would share our ethnicity mix with them. So, Courtney, <laughs> what, what did you discover when you did that test? So, no, and the results popped back into your uh, emails. Your recipe. Yes. So, um, 75% of that mix that they call Irish, Scottish, Welsh, which we were talking about and that earlier. was with my heritage, wasn't it? This is with my heritage. Yeah, okay. Yes. Um, I was only three things. And then um, 21% Scandinavian, which I have three Irish grandparents and one Scandinavian grandparent. So for me, my results were actually spot on. I did have the 4% Iberian Peninsula as well, uh, just that kind of random thing that a lot of people in Ireland seem to have. So there were no surprises for me. The only surprise was actually 0% English, um, which we were talking about earlier. I I still don't understand how they they do the Irish-Scottish... Welsh uh-huh. as one category, and then English as a separate. It, it just seems like they would be closely related, but that was my only. So that oh. was yours. Any so mine, surprises in yes. there for you? No, no. So I was actually, I was that the, there was a lack of surprises. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was, uh, yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And, and Mike, you did yours a few years back. Do you remember what your mix was that came out? Well, you know what, Karina, from the ethnicity mix point of view, it's probably more recent for me as well because okay. I did mine with Ancestry quite recently. And it showed basically, um, likewise, mm-hmm. um, and Ireland, Scotland, Wales, but then it broke it down into Connacht and Munster. And my mother comes from Connacht and my father from Munster. So their database is large enough to kind of pick that up, basically, which is great. And I think it was 2% Scandinavian on top of that. But again, you know, I mean, on my mother's side, I would say there's like four or five out of 12 um, Norman names, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and connections to kind of Viking names and all sorts of things. So, you know, it's very, very difficult to understand where that falls into the mix outside Ireland. Um, but yeah, that's what came through. So, you know, we kind of, in Ireland, I think we all expect 100% Irish. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, but we've, we've come to realise that's not there, always the case. Yes. Karina, how about you? Do you have a, a secret to reveal to us? <laughs> well, um, I, I went and had mine done and I expected it to be very um, similar to yours, I yeah. guess, you know, mostly Irish. So it came up as a 96.8% Irish Scots Welsh mix. Um, then there was 2% Finnish, which I kind of liked. Mm-hmm. Gave me a little exotic feel there. And then 1.2% West Asian. So I guess what it's saying really is that I am, as I suspected, very Irish. And uh, that's great. But um, I'm going to have to investigate where that Finnish bit came from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you know, isn't it that the thing? Um, let me ask you a question, maybe. Yes. As soon as you saw your ethnicity mix. Uh-huh. How were you kind of intrigued and drawn in by that, or was it like, ah, whatever? Well, I think I'll have to give an answer, really, which probably a lot of us Irish are not that intrigued by our our mix. Yeah, uh, we're very, I suppose, uh, happy with the fact that for the most part, there's a high, high percentage of the Irish element in Ireland, and um, you know, that's the way it is, and I guess that comes to an earlier point you were saying there, where we feel that the Irish people maybe are not going out there and filling in that DNA base so much. Yeah. Um, and I know from some of our uh, listeners and some of the yeah. writers on the letter, they're wondering how come the Irish people don't go and have themselves tested. But really, it is I think because we feel, oh, you know, we're here where we were for centuries, yeah, and yeah. so we don't have that same drive or need to discover. Uh, what's what's in the background there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Courtney, you mentioned there earlier about percentages and you had found something very interesting when you looked at your percentage Irish compared to your parents' results. There was one big surprise, and that was that my parents actually uh, came out less of a percentage Irish than, than I did, which I didn't understand could be possible. Um, <laughs> Do the maths there. Right. Um, yeah. But I think that it depends upon which service you use. Uh, they use different variables. Um, my parents also had a greater variety of different ethnicities that they had a breakdown for, mm-hmm. whereas I only had the three. Okay. Um, uh, which were kind of more broad uh, than what my parents had. They had some kind of specific smaller percentages with the service that they used. So I guess um, my advice would be is not to get too hung up on the percentages. Okay. Because um, your different service might use different variables. Well, I think that's great advice, Courtney, because um, Mike will verify this. We get a lot of letters, Mike, really from... The, on the letter from Ireland, uh, where people express, oh, I'm delighted, I'm 17% Irish. And yet another person might write in and say, oh, I'm really disappointed, I'm only 17% Irish. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. perhaps yeah. the percentage isn't so important, really. And as you like to say, Mike, uh, when people are in the green room or in on our letter, if they have relations, ancestors from Ireland, then they are Irish, as far as we're concerned. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, it's been wonderful having you here chatting on DNA. Any final comments, uh, Mike? Yeah, it's it's. I think you said an awful lot there. I like the word "not get too hung up" and so on. Yeah. But it's it's a wonderful tool, except you kind of somehow have to make your expectations match its abilities at the moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. And its abilities will evolve, but it's always selling beyond what it's capable of. So yeah. I think we need to be just a little bit cautious there. And Courtney, any final words? Um, <laughs> I'm glad to have uh, to have confirmed um, what I thought about my tree, and I'm also glad of the new discoveries. I really think that DNA helped us quite a bit, actually. So okay. um, I was pleased to have it done, and I want to thank you both for actually sending in my test for me. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> we changed the file around, by the way, when we did it, but we didn't tell. Oh. <laughs> Only kidding. <laughs> well. Thanks so much for coming in and chatting with me on the DNA and I'm sure there'll be lots of questions coming to us and comments from our listeners but it's been wonderful to have you both here and we might get you back again in the future. Yeah absolutely thanks Green. Thank you. Well wasn't that very interesting listeners and we have come to a close on episode 9 on series 2 of the Letter from Ireland show. I do hope you've enjoyed our chat with Courtney Bain, Mike Collins and myself and Mila Buikas, that's a thousand thanks again to Mike and Courtney for sharing their experiences and knowledge with us here on the show. Remember, all the references and notes are available on the show notes at a letterfromireland.com forward slash 209. And of course, to all our listeners, thank you for being with us. And I look forward to having your company again next week on the Letter from Ireland show. Just before we go. Thanks again for listening. And if you have enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, we invite you to check out our special membership area called The Green Room. You can find full details of The Green Room at aletterfromireland.com forward slash green room. And remember there, green room is all one word. The Green Room is the essential resource for anyone at any stage in researching their Irish heritage. 
It's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and connect the pieces in your Irish ancestry puzzle. You get access to online genealogists, extensive research tools, quick win training, as well as member-only access to johngrenham.com and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice. The Green Room is the perfect place to be for anyone starting or continuing their Irish ancestry search. So do come and join us at aletterfromireland.com forward slash green room. Well, that's it for me, and I'll be back next week with another installment of The Letter from Ireland Show. Look forward to chatting with you then. Slán Karina. <laughs>